Welcome to the good life. Uh. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host, Matt Ricks, coach of the Terrace Crew. Well, 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 super coach fatigue. Is it real or are we all just out of trades? A high-scoring week saw captaincy choice at a premium. We saw some of the super coach stars come out, come to the fore, leading their teams to huge finals victories for super coach and huge victories on the park. Tonight on the Pod Pod, we'll go through all the best remaining trade options as well as all the games this week and any relevancy we can find, any skerrick of relevancy we can find left in the Supercoach season. Our first guest tonight uh, on deck from London, uh, coach of the Casa Bonitas, Dan Ricks. Dan, uh, how are you enjoying the end of the season? Yeah, thanks, Matty. A bit like it's been all year, just a very, very par average. Uh, we were talking about it pre-pod a little bit, just I think, I think the pressure of picking pods got to me and I've just gone way too pod this year. Um, should have jumped on the train with a few few of the players that everyone's got and unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's cost me in the end. So another pass score, 13.09, uh, gone down to about 8,000 rank. Uh, it's definitely, definitely not, a, what I, not, a, not what I remember Supercoach being. Uh, so... Yeah, not much. You know, I think I got knocked out of the head to head. I think I, I think I, fifth first eighth, and uh, and got done on the weekend. So are you gone already? Look, gone already. No more trades. Uh, you know, just just gonna make some pod, <laughs> some pod picks. Hopefully, for the listeners, I can pick a few few random pods that they might enjoy watching uh, over the next few rounds. But you might question what that's I'm actually really grim, doing here. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really grim. Like you're out of you're out of your head to head. You got no trades left. The only decisions you got to make each week is who you got to sit and start. So hopefully, hopefully you can get a couple of injuries so you're just left with seven eight. Yeah, just, you don't have just, to do anything just, anymore. Just leave. Just leave. <laughs> leave the C on Harry Grant, and no. off she goes. No. I mean, on a on a positive note, I, I picked up Cam Murray. On the weekend for his hundred and thirty, so I was I was happy about that. That was my last trade. With your last trade, uh, and I yeah, yeah I know you were fuming a bit. You just couldn't afford him to bring him in. Yeah, yeah, I um I had so I bought in Dewey and uh, I nuffed out um Nathan Cleary, and I was eight k um, from going um kick out to um, Murray with my with my other Dewey trade from Olam to Dewey and then kick out of Murray. So. Yeah, a bit disappointed there. Really wanted to get him in last week, but uh, that's okay. Thinking about him again this week. Uh, so Tubes, um, the weak gutted dog, has flown all the way to Perth just to ditch us. Um, so, we, so we are joined by a regular special guest, uh, coach of the big dogs, not the weak gutted big dogs, just the big dogs, Jono. Jono, welcome back to the Pod Pod. Matt, Dan, thanks for having me on, fellas. Good to be here. I am absolutely flying high after like fourteen hundred and sixty odd last week after I accidentally captained oh, well Cam Munster. Yeah, it's it's good when it's an error and it, it worked out for me. So, so yeah, going good into the into the head to head finals now. Yeah, so in the cash league, I think I ended up finishing eighth, but uh, dusted up fifth by a couple hundred points last week, and I beat your old man, <laughs> the Podfather, in uh, our head to head league by about four hundred points. 
<laughs> he's in danger of he's in danger of um, dropping back behind Dan. <laughs> his positions his positions his positions going to the board for review, I think. Jeez. Um no, well it's uh, it's good to have you back, Jono, and uh, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll do a good job filling the shoes of uh, of tubes. Um, so speaking of the Podfather, so the bit of a bit of an update on Queenstown. So uh, I managed a fourteen twenty four on the weekend, uh, and that was good enough to uh, to beat Tubes and Dad. Uh, Tubes managed a thirteen seventy five, so pretty respectable. That stretches our lead to two hundred and eighty five. So with four rounds to go, Dan, would you say that we're home there, or I don't, I don't want to call it this week, but I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm, I've I've been looking up golf courses this week on the Mornington Peninsula. I think we're we're maybe doing that at <laughs> Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, I, I know Tubes yeah. won't be happy, but he'll have the consolation of probably not having to pay for it. Teaming up with the Podfather early on, and he, he knew that was that was a that was a good decision in the end. But uh, yeah, yeah true, true I, move. I, I do true move. I do feel a bit like I have not contributed all year. You've been definitely carrying the team. Uh, I've been. I've been hitting my drive out of bounds consistently, and uh, and then just watching you tap in for pars and birdies all the, all year. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, we're not a we're not a visual show, but I'm nodding my head satisfactorily with everything you're saying <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, quick shout out to the um, quick shout out to the group. So we've uh, we've we've done pretty the the obviously the league our ten team league finished fifth overall. Um, which was a really good effort. Um, we, we were a bit higher. I think we were first at one point, but um, uh, really good effort to finish top five in our first season. Um, so in terms of leading that group, I'm back up to sixth. So I don't think I can win it from here, but I'm, I'm backing with a shout. So leading the Pod Pod group, open group, is coach of Eagle Fang Nick, and he's ranked 92nd over the all overall. And so he leads Pink Sox coach by Jared by 109 points. So that's probably the biggest lead we've seen opened up there at the top. So uh, Nick, uh, I actually got in touch with Nick this week. He's uh, he's also a follower of the Champions podcast. So he's uh, he I informed him of the of the major prize, and he's absolutely pumped. So he's he's going all out now to just win win the Pod Pod Group League. So good luck, Nick, for the rest of the year. Um, and yeah, not much else to report on that front. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Right, let's um let's get into the games then. So this game is out there at Penrith Park, Bluebet Stadium on Thursday night, I believe. I think we're back on the regular schedule. Um so Jerome Hughes is out for the storm. Um and the uh, the the Panthers lose James Fisher Harris, so they're probably a little bit of relevant um, Super Coach news there. Dan, um, we're going to try and get through these pretty quick tonight because you know there's you know end of the season and people want to get to the to the big points quickly. Brian Toto um, is someone who's still on your radar despite despite some poor scoring. Yeah, it's um, it's been pretty low for him. Obviously, moving out to the right outside Stephen Crichton hasn't been great for him in terms of getting those tries that he usually would on his left hand, preferred left-hand side. Still bases really well. Um, 
I think he can definitely go on a tear. He's one of those guys that if he does jag one try, you're kind of looking at 80 plus. Uh, and, you know, he's he's also got a huge ceiling. So at 550K, if you've still got some trades and you're looking for that sort of head-to-head advantage, I can certainly see Brian Toto being a, being a buy. Jono, you mentioned um, you mentioned Cam Munster, you act, your, your accidental captain from last week. Um, yes. Would he be would he would he be on your radar for captaincy this week? I think with Jerome Hughes out, he's not a bad choice because his involvement's got to be high. Um, I think he's not a fullback anymore, and I think that really helped his scoring last week. And that's what I say. Munster's not a fullback anymore, so I think that back at I'd rather him at fullback scoring wise, but. At the same time, with Hughes yep. out, he's got to take a lot of responsibility. I still think that Penrith, with all their injuries, it's just that their mindset and their defence is still intimidating to put the C on him, but I, I think he's a decent VC option. Yep, yep, I agree. I think that that was a perfect storm last week with uh, with him going to fullback. Uh, I, I watched the game. He just, he just looked unbelievable. He looked untouchable. Obviously, playing the Titans is going to be different to playing the Panthers, but you would expect he's going to get a lot of ball a lot of action, and he's he's a big game player too. He's notoriously good at scoring against the best play, uh, the best teams. So I think if you're up there and you're you're considering, it's an easy VC option this week. Jono, if you were chock full of trades, Talon May he, he was rumored to be um, at training in a sling today. He's been named to start. Is he someone who you'd be probably looking to move on if you did have those trades up the sleeve? Yeah, I think he is. Like I was looking at him today. He hasn't gone seventy plus in about eight or nine weeks now. So it has dried up after a really, really hot start. And I hadn't read the rules about him as sling, but that probably adds to it. At the same time, if we're all low on trades at the moment, uh, and if you have him, you, you're kind of happy with him in your squad. Easy play for the Penrith Panthers. But yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be sitting May whenever I can, unless it's a very favourable matchup, just with Cleary and Luai out. And I'm already on Tago as well, so I'm happier to play Tago. Dan, uh, finally in this one, Stephen Crichton uh, kicking goals. Any interest? A very, very slight interest. Um, I think he got a try on the weekend and was kicking goals and and only managed 64. That's correct. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's one to, again, take a punt on if you're looking for a pod play, but... Say, for example, you wouldn't go Targo or, or May trade out for, for Stephen Crichton. You just leave those. I'm I'm keen to finish off the year with, yep. with May and Targo. Uh, maybe just play them and hope hope that somehow they, they just combine for some good points at the back end. Second game of the round is Bulldogs versus Warriors. Um, and this gets, sorry, Warriors versus Bulldogs over there in Auckland, Mount Spart Stadium, Friday night. So uh, Warriors have sort of gone back to their usual team with Egan's moving back from 5'8 for some reason. He's back to hooker. Dejan Arce, a little pod cheapy that Dan had from earlier in the year. Uh, he will start at 5'8. Freddie Lussick drops back to the bench. And probably only the other one there is Ewan Aitken um, goes back to the back row and Josh Curran starts at lock. So, well, I'll touch on him in a, in a little bit, but he's, he's a little bit interesting now. Uh, doggies have uh, TPJ Pangai Junior out. He he's remained in Australia, um, so not much new doing at the Bulldogs. Uh, Jono, I'll start with you, Big Boot Burton. I know you're a bit keen on him for a uh, you know sneaky pod play there. It's I mean it's a, probably a pod buy at this stage of the season. Also, it's a pod buy, and wouldn't you love to have him in your team against the Warriors? Like they look absolutely woeful. Stacey Jones, you know, just making changes on a whim it seems, but. I, do, I would like them this weekend, but it is worth noting that they go up against Para 
and then the Sharks and then Manly. So it's not exactly an easy run home and it's not necessarily an easy one to fit in at 5'8 either because there's so many good options there. In saying that, if there's people who maybe held Cleary last week because they weren't sure what they were doing, they were waiting and, and you got Nam at 5'8", you wouldn't be unhappy moving Mam up to half and bringing Birdo in at 5'8". Dan, he's he's actually been semi, you know, he's obviously done better against the poor teams, but he got a ninety-eight against he's got a ninety-eight against Penrith and eighty-two against Parramatta. So he's shown that he's relatively and an eighty-five on the weekend against the Cowboys. So he's shown that he's relatively matchup proof. Um, yeah, he's an absolute gun. I love him. Um, such a big entertainment factor with that big boot of his as well. A bit like a bit like Dewey is going to be at the Tigers now. Like they they're kind of just those those go-to guys that need the ball in their hand and and if they want to be winning games they got to they got to get them ball and and often so uh plus with the goal kicking you know he's he's a definite option but it's just tough when they're in those teams that just just aren't very good at at stages through the year so look at least bulldogs are a little bit on the up compared to what they were uh and yeah I think Burton can still still put out some decent scores against good teams I think he's uh, the main option he is if you've got one or two trades left and cash isn't really an issue. Like he's six hundred and seventy k now, so you know you can spend you can spend that money really well elsewhere as well. So probably if you're just down to your last one or two trades and, and you've got some money to spend, I'd be I'd be pretty keen on Birdo. Dan, the only other one that I can find in this game of any relevance is uh, Josh Curran, three hundred ninety four k. I put him up to you pre pod. You uh, you happy with that? You happy with him? Well, I haven't I haven't looked at his numbers over the last few weeks, but he's he's got some pedigree from last year. He's pretty so, poor. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is he still is he wearing the headgear? Is he not have the headgear? He's a bit harder to recognise when he doesn't have the headgear on. Uh, so, he's got a sensational mullet. You should see it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've seen I've seen. I'll put a picture up on our Twitter after the pod. I've seen glimpses of it, but yeah, I'd look. It's, it's hard, like you know, workers in the second row at this stage of the year. Uh, really, not a huge amount of interest for me. But somehow, if you need to solidify your team or you're short in the second row forward, uh, is a pretty, pretty good, um, pretty good value at his current price. That doesn't, yeah, doesn't puzzle me too much. So I, I quite like him. He's he, hopefully back to eighty. Uh, he's a puzzle piece buy for me. Um, so if you've got two trades left and you want to get a premium gun for that 600K, just say you've got a million left um, and you want to get that premium for 600, 600 and something, and then, you've, and then you can get him uh, for your other 400K. So I quite like him as a, as, a, as a puzzle piece final purchase. All right, let's get on to the next game, Eels versus Bunnies. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jono, but this game is at Combank Stadium. Um, so for the... Eels, uh, Moses will miss again, um, and they have no other changes that of any sort of relevance. Uh, and for the Bunnies, no other changes. Well, Hame Sele is coming back in the front row, pushing Saluka Fafita to the bench. Uh, Tommy Burgess misses with a groin, even though he's back from suspension. Jono, Souths, I'll start with you. They are on fire. Saying before the pod that possibly the defining move of this Supercoach season was when Pappenhausen <laughs> came back in and... You could have bought him or Latrell that week. And super coaches who bought Latrell have really kicked on, dominated. It's been the he's been the buy of the year. There's no doubt about it. Um, and those who bought Paps are left chasing their tail. People like me. And I've never been able to get Latrell in. So um if you're in a head to head, Jono, which we know you're a uh, ardent head to head player, 
Is Latrell? He's not someone you want to be taking on uh, to antipod, is he? Absolutely not. Like, imagine lining up against a team when you, you know, if you lose that week, it's the time of year where your season's over. I would hate to not have Latrell this time of year. And, like, just the way he gets around, he ran for 66 metres last week, had 16 <laughs> touches of the footy. Like, that's outrageous. 16 touches, he scored two tries set up to. So, on 25% of his touches of the footy, a try happened. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, I think you'd be crazy not to have Latrell on your team this time of year. And you'd be making moves to get him, particularly like you said, Matt, if you're a head to head player, for sure. That's better fuel efficiency than a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think he, he absolutely looks like, you know, like in juniors and for some reason like you'd, you'd bring in a ring in who was two years older but you just say he was playing that younger grade and he just absolutely dominate. He does look like a man amongst boys at times. And You told me Frank and Stan were the same age as you, Dan. What? <laughs> the ringers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure I played. I played at the Sydney Football Stadium, uh, and I don't know if Jono was there. I, th- I don't know if he's playing for Joey's at that time. He may have been, but uh, Tubes is two years younger than me, and they got to play. Um, That's right against against some team and at the SFS. And I, I, do you know, I remember this, Dan. It was before the 1994 qualifying final. North Sydney Bears versus Brisbane Broncos, which which incidentally the Bears won fifteen fourteen with a field goal from Jason Taylor. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that in. No, that's right. That. Back I to think, your story. Yeah. No, I think that was probably the the second biggest thing that happened at the SFS that day when I I ran out. I don't I don't remember <laughs> doing much. But, uh, yeah, I ended up. Oh, I think I was eight years old and I was playing in the under sixes. So it's fair to say it was. Some I just remember fun it. times. Didn't quite have the build. Didn't quite have the build of Latrell, but uh, well, no. Yeah. I the main thing I remember that day was just Karen Fishy Larosa around after he's in tears after the game. I don't know what happened, but I was just helping him off the ground. Okay, fish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Latrell Mitchell, very, very good, very good buy this week. Looks like that. Very good buy. I mean, I was thinking about it before. If you're if you're reflecting on sort of next year, looking at the top two fullbacks, uh, I'd probably see Luttrell as a as a better super coach option than Tedesco, perhaps. Um, mm. I'd probably look at him and Pappenhausen as the top two fullbacks. Now just seeing seeing what he does and having the goal kicking, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be leaning towards Luttrell. Dan, on that, is- I'd want it. Sorry, Matt. I'd, I'd want to see that um, Latrell doesn't have a touch of the GIs about him where it's going to take him eight, nine weeks into the season to get fit because he'll play the World Cup. He'll have a nice long summer. I don't know. I think it'll be a pod move to get him. I, I, probably, sorry, it won't be a pod move. I think it's a risky move to get him because I think he'll come in underdone. Mm. But uh, that, that's a good one to talk about for next year. He'll also be mega expensive given he's averaging like over 100. Yeah. I, I don't think he can possibly like I just think thinking forward I think he'll be very tricky to start with with perhaps he's going to be cheap as as well um, yeah so uh Cam Murray Jono is the next place to go I mentioned that I, I nearly got him last week he, he booted a massive 130 um he's pretty close you'd have to think to um to the buy of the week this week yeah, is there any other second row forward? I don't know, I'm throwing this to you guys unannounced, but who's even in his league? In terms of put money aside, you can have one second row forward in your team. Is there anyone who's even in the conversation? Maybe Paps, Papali'i, 
Tarpany would have been last week. Um, yeah, Tarpany, Papali, but they're both guys you can play in the front row. I'm talking like out and out second row forward. Uh, nah. David Fafita at his best, but he's looking terrible at the moment. Um, you know, Angus Crichton scoring a couple of tries now. Sean Lane? Yeah. No, Murray's, Murray's as safe as houses. Like just, you know his stats are going to be there. And uh, three try assists in the first first half last week was nice and juicy for new owners. So, yeah, he's a, he's a really simple lock him in your 17, set and forget if you don't yeah. have him. And unlike Bennett, because Bennett used to really restrict Murray's minutes, like Demetrio's just happy to to run him into the ground. Like mm. he's he's happy to play in big minutes if it's needed and take him off if he needs a break. Like he, if the game's done, does he get a rest though? If they're kind of, I, I'm I can't remember what they are in the ladder now, but say the last couple of games, does he does he kind of save him for for finals? No, no, I was going to say exactly the same thing, Matt. Like it's it's a thing, Dan. If the game's wrapped up, they'll take him off. But otherwise, he seems to be putting in the big minutes every week. So the, the, the Rabbitohs are sixth currently on, on 26 points, and that's so it's only one win out of the top four. So they'll be really gunning for that top four spot, I think, and um, and Murray will obviously be a huge part of that. Um, they've really turned their form around south. So like, well done. It doesn't feel that long ago since that since that uh, dreaded night in Wollongong, Jono, where they forgot how to play rugby league for, for 40 minutes. And then um, This is crazy. Yeah, Trell's come back and just turned the whole season around. That's the biggest thing is just Luttrell being there. Just they just look a different, different, different animal. Dan, um, just give me a, a summary quickly on the Eels guys. Probably only a couple to talk about. Um, I said Sean Lane, like rock solid. He's been he's been going awesome. Um, not the most exciting option, but definitely a, a purchase option in the second row. Uh, Dillbags and Gutho, they've been Gutho's been quietly under the radar, and and he seemed to. I watched a bit of that game on the weekend. Seemed to be taking a, a much more um, lead role with Mitch Moses out of the team. Yeah, I watched watched a bit of that game closely, and it looks like Gutho tends to tends to hang out a bit more on the left. So I think he Gutho's a bit like a little bit like a parasite. He'll look for the look for the gun inside him. So I think when Moses is there, he'll leech off Moses a little bit. When Moses isn't there, he's like, "Oh, Dylan." I'm coming over. Let me see what you can do. So he he set up a few tries on that left hand side. It's pretty good for Siva. I was a bit unfortunate. I, I mean, I benched him again on the weekend, and he got a couple of tries. But uh, yeah, I think I think if if Gutho keeps doing what he was doing on the weekend, he's he's certainly going to score well for Supercoach. But most Supercoaches will have a jam packed fullback position already. So unless you don't have two solid gun fullbacks there. Uh, I wouldn't be considering him, but if you do, he might be a little bit of a pod play. Yeah, I think the only way, um, Jono said that to me before, but I think the only way you can get him in is if you've got Hines at fullback somehow uh, and then you move him down to to halfback for Cleary or someone like that, then bring him in. Even still then, I think I'd be, if, if I didn't have Tedesco and Mitchell, I think I'd be bringing them in still ahead of uh, Gutherson if I didn't, if I could swing it. The next game is Roosters versus Cowboys. Um, this game is at the SCG, I believe. Uh, three o'clock Saturday, so absolute blockbuster in the sun. Hopefully, it is Sydney though, so probably a bit of rain. Um, on the team's front, both teams look very strong. Um, so Jordan McLean is back on the bench. Kyle Felt still out. Uh, Ruben Cotter been named to start in the front row. Uh, why don't we start with him, Dan? He he looked really good on the weekend. Um, I'd be very happy if I still owned him, 
um, would you be consider buying him? Look, I think I think I'll I'll just pass that. I'll just short pass that straight to Jono. I think he's been he's been Ruben Cotter's number one fan uh, for this season. So, <laughs> Jono, what, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, uh, I, I love it. I think if I, I'm actually tempted. I had Tarpany go down hurt this week, and I can easily bring Cotter in with Jules, and I'm legitimately tempted to do it. I, I love Cotter. I think. Coming back from injury, especially like a hammy, you, you do worry about the minutes, but they were pretty solid last week. They weren't up above 60 and 70 like he was used to when he was at his peak. But, yeah, if he's getting those minutes, I think he's going to be pushing towards the best of the second row forwards in Supercoach. While we're on, um, John, I'll, I'll stick with you. While we're on Cowboys middle forwards, um, Jason Tamalolo, he's looked a little bit um, underwhelming, I'm going to say, the last few weeks. And... Now that Cotter's back starting and McLean's back in the team, his minutes have got to be some sort of risk. Is he a potential sit option for your 17 this week? I think if you could, I think it is a good sit option because like you mentioned, McLean back, Luch, Luch, Ruben Cotter back in the starting lineup. And when Cotter was getting his big minutes was when Lolo was, his minutes were kind of down around 50. Um, and he kind of does need those minutes for a big score. So yeah, I, I think he's a very viable sit option this week, especially against a good team in the Roosters. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sitting him this week. I think he's out of my seventeen. I think it's a decision out of him and say a, maybe a Taylor May or something like that, and and I'll probably go for an upside of some tries from the from the outside backs as my bench spots. I mentioned um, um, that if I didn't own Tedesco, I'd be buying him. Um, in, if I had a fullback slot, nothing too exciting there. Um, I will say that now this isn't the first time, and I am an owner, so got to keep caveating this, but just lead me out of buying Joey Manu 900k playing center. Um, I think you can. I think you can make up better ground on your opponents head to head without him, um, and spend that money more wisely. Um, couple of couple of um, sorry, Dan, you got something to say there? No, I was just going to say, like, say you had 900k, say Joseph Tappany or someone who's injured in your side, and you're looking, you've got one trade. Gets you into 900K. Are you bringing in Joey Manu? No. Still not. So you'd bring in <laughs> you'd bring in someone at 600K and just leave 300, 300K in your bank? I'd bring in Cam Murray before um, Manu and I'd bring in Garrick before Manu if I didn't okay. know either of them. How matchup dependent do you guys think Manu is or do you think he's – it doesn't matter? I don't think it matters. doesn't matter, but just, to, just for 900,000 at centre, um, I would much rather pay – if I if I had not if I had a million in the bank and I had one trade, I don't think he would be the most desired player to bring in for me. Mm. I just think for overall points, like Cam Murray might go 80, 80, 80 pretty easy. Joey Manu could go one hundred and sixty. I don't, you know, I don't think he can. And at then center. he can have two two bat two two average games and still outscore that. So I don't know. It's pretty. It's a tough decision, but. I'd I'd feel a bit annoyed if I had 300k sitting there with no trades remaining as I as I do at the moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably uh, probably look to bring in Joey Manu. It's just hard to watch. It's hard to watch when he's not in. You don't know this feeling because he's in your team. But him him and Latrell are the two hardest to watch that aren't in your supercoach. Latrell is really they're hard. Just, they're just they just get points so easily. I was going to say, so he hasn't tunned up at centre, but he has three tons at centre this year in 91. <laughs> he also has three scores sub 30, though. Yep, yep. So he's got two 27s and a uh, 
and a what else he got? The twenty nine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I I think I prefer Cam Murray or Garrick personally, but that's that's just me. Um, there's another pod who I'll talk about at the end in terms of our top buys. I won't won't drop that name just yet. It's not Chad um, Chad Townsend, is it? No, it's not Chad Townsend. Not Chad Townsend. Um, yeah, got let's, a try let's, on the, let's got a try on the weekend. Really. I mean, uh, he brushed off three or four people to to get there, so all rolled over. We the can't line. go. We can't go one pod without mentioning Chad. Send him off. Send the dressing gas off. Get him off the field. That was diabolical. Um, the next game, the next game uh, for the weekend is the Tigers and the Sharks. The poor old Tigers, um, and poor old Adam Dewey. I bought him in last week, and he. I needed him to get an 80-odd to get me a big win in a cashy, and uh, and he couldn't do it. But that's okay. Uh, really happy to have him on my team. He still has scored well, 55 or something, in, and looked good. Just he didn't do anything. So, he, you know, he, he put up one bomb for a try, I think. Um, and the, the Tigers, are just they were pretty bad. But he'll, he'll, he'll score well for the rest of the year, I'm fairly confident. Um, in terms of personnel, Lockie Miller starts on the wing for, for – um, uh, Connor Tracy, who is out concussed after Tarek Sims nearly took his head off. Uh, thought he should have been sent off. Uh, really disappointing for poor Connor. Uh, he seemed to be he seemed to bounce back okay though. Um, Cade Dykes re- retains that spot at fullback. Um, what else is doing in this game? Oh, Dave Daniel Finucane comes back in at lock, pushing Cam McInnes to the bench. Importantly for owners like myself, so. Um, and then over on the Tigers side, nothing really of relevance doing. Adam, the only thing relevant in that team is Adam Dewey starts, as does Joe Offerhand Goway at lock. Joe's looking good, Dan. You're a, you're a Joe owner, aren't you? Yeah, that's that's what I've, I'm doing this week. I'm 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 getting rid of Lolo off off that starting front row for, front row forward rotation and putting uh, putting Joe in. Uh, big Joe, huge work rate, lots of offloads on the weekend, uh, and now that Hastings gone from that lock position, I think he's I think he's guaranteed sixty five minutes. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have him, great, play him in your seventeen now. Uh, I probably wouldn't be looking to buy him because there's other better options for attacking stats. But uh, yeah, certainly happy. He's, he's he's got the role that he's got now. Unfortunately, due to Jackson Hastings' injury, but. Uh, but yeah, I think Dewey is still a good option. He's one of those guys who's who, he needs the ball in his hand. He he can dominate a dominate in, in a team that's at least scoring some points. But he does play for the Tigers as well, so probably a bit like a bit like Burton. He needs the needs some luck go his way. He's a little bit of a pod buy this week. I think last week was certainly the week to get him, even though he didn't score that well. But Knights at home now they've got Sharks, Roosters, Dragons, Raiders to finish. It's not as appealing. In saying that, I think Dewey, out of most players in the comp, is very matchup um, proof as well. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't put anyone off buying him. I'm very happy to to be an owner. Um, Jono, all these Sharkies. So, um, I presume you own a, a fair few of these Sharks boys of the outside backs. I only own Tarek yeah, on yeah. the outside backs. Only yeah, only only Cipher for me. Okay. Um, so obviously Hines, and then um, so we know Ronaldo's pretty well owned. Um, and Cam McInnes. Um, Jono, would you like recommend keeping playing or like Ronaldo and Talakai specifically? I think I'm talking about here. Would you keep playing them in your 17, especially this week via the Tigers? Yeah, this week you have to. And I, I do think it is matchup dependent as well. 
Uh, Talakai was one I think we're all hoping wouldn't be matchup dependent because of that strong work rate, but it's just not quite happening for him at the moment, is it? Like he's now made three games where it's kind of come down to the death origin and then against the Rabbitohs and then against the Dragons last week where he's made big crucial errors at bad times. And I was saying to you guys before the pod, like I'd almost be worried that if Tracy was fit, that Talakai potentially loses his spot in that team, especially after getting hooked with five minutes to go last weekend. But uh, yeah. he's a he's a must play this week. I can't agree that he's he's a he's a chance to get dropped. I think I think he, I actually think he's played pretty well both the last two weeks. Um, Dan, uh, I don't know what you think, but my opinion is that um, Talakai is suffering at hands of the at the hands of the Death Star Wade Graham inside him. Yeah, he is. It, it doesn't look great for the Sharkies' attack on that left on that left edge. Um, Trindle had a great game on the weekend, I thought. Um, set up a few tries and scored one. Uh, whenever they're running those sort of block lead plays at the back on that left hand side, just Wade's body uh, sort of positioning just looks just looks out of whack. So they don't quite have that free flowing ball going to Talagai in open space where he can have a two on one. So it is a bit disappointing. Even two on two. Even two on two. Yeah, like, like ha- having him one on one with the center is he's just he's just mm. devastating. So I I don't know. It's it's a bit hard because if you go back to last year and you say uh, it was anyone really throwing up Talakai to play State of Origin, uh, he would have been you know maybe hundred you know hundred to one, three hundred to one to play Origin. Uh, and then obviously he had a good start to the year and everyone was on him and then Freddie must play Supercoach or something for picking him. But I still don't think he was there this year. Uh, and, you know, maybe it was a bit of a flash in the pan early early, uh, early year mm. explosiveness and he's just not quite not quite has the, has the consistency to go throughout the whole year. Yeah, I think if you've held him now, you just got to stick with him, especially in these good matchups. I, I don't mind sitting him in some of the other ones, but yeah. Yeah. I think Ronaldo is a pretty decent buy if you don't have him actually at 410k. They've, Sharks have a juicy run. Uh, you all know how much I love a left winger. And um, I think he, he's, he can show that he's got those doubles and triples in his bag as well and, and he's got a decent work rate at times. So uh, I think at 410k, if you don't have him and you're looking for another centre wing, definite option. Ramian's probably a little pod there as well, like on the right edge. So these Sharks guys are all viable. They've just, I mean... What is their run? They got like Tigers. Hang on, I'm just going to look this up. Um, they have Tigers. Then they've got Manly, who are a bit of a rabble at the moment. They finish. Then they finish with the Dogs at home, and then the Knights. So mm. remember I think what you just they got to keep stacking the team. That right edge. Sorry, yeah, the right edge defense of Manly that Sivo Sivo scored two tries on. Oh we yeah, all remember that. We all, we all remember that day at Shark Park when Talakai v Morgan Harper. Uh, so I, I think that's nearly their best matchup, Manly. Uh, so yeah, great, great run. Can they pick? Can they pick Morgan against Seifer again? I don't. I don't think they can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if imagine if Morgan Harbour has a stormer this week and then they drop him for drop him for that game, that'll be that'll yeah. be pretty funny. Yeah, I think that's a good shout though. Buying Ronaldo, I like that as a um, as a pod buy. It's a bit against the grain. Um, the next game is Broncos versus Shark. Broncos versus Knights up there in Brisbane. Um, not much going right for the Knights, so it was good to see them get a win. Dave Clemmer comes back in the front row for them. Matty Croker starts at lock. Mitch Barnett out, injured, uh, as is Jade Clifford. Um, for the Broncos, Tessie New, whew, he's gone, thank God. Uh, Tamari Martin in, 
Um, and Dean Mariner, the young gun, um, I think he, he's he got some big raps on him, the kid, but I think he just found it a little bit too much, um, the step up to first grade. So he's um, he's been sent back to Reggie's um, just to get a bit more um, – get a bit more development. Branko Lee replaces him. Uh, Jono, start with you. Dave Clemmer, um, if you're an owner, um, what are you doing with him? Hold and be fine with it. I think he's he's a pretty boring one. Um, but I think if you have him, sweet as, he's going to get you decent minutes. Uh, he'll probably come back pretty fired up now too, big Clem. Uh, I, I wonder how many people held him after last week. But if, if I had him, I'd be happy to hold. Dan Payne Haas, is he still probably the best front row purchase? Yeah, definitely. He's still getting 65-plus minutes. Uh, he's he's tucked under his offload again for a while, but that could be busting out. And he he may drag a, jag a try late. I think I could see him pretty easily averaging 70 uh, from here on in. And if, you've, if you're playing very short in your front row forwards, and I, I don't know, is, is Tappanese kind of out this week and maybe it's a bit of an ongoing issue, his minutes might go down. So you might, if you've got some trades, you might want to look to get him out and just secure it up with Payne Haas. Jono, Ezra Mam, um, if you've held him this this all the way through, I think uh, definite play this week, isn't he? Yeah, he's another one that I would say is a bit match-up dependent. I was actually looking at their draws. They've got Newcastle this week, then they do go Melbourne and Parramatta. So if you're a head-to-head player, obviously the grand final and your preliminary final is going to be those two games. So... I, I probably wouldn't be looking at playing in those two weeks. But, again, if you're low on trades, he's not a bad one to hold from here on out. Dan, uh, I feel like you brought this bloke up a lot on the pod um, in the recent months, but Dom Young is still firmly on the on the radar for a pod outside back at a price. Yeah. I mean, not as keen on him this week as I have been in previous weeks, but I do, I do like the look of him and uh, he's uh, – He's a tall, rangy, hard-working winger in a terrible side uh, on the right, but still somehow managing to to get some decent scores. Didn't go so well on the weekend. They've got a few good games where you'd play him in. Uh, I think they're going um, – they've got the Titans coming up soonish. They've got Raiders coming up. Uh, so there's a couple of games that you would play him in, uh, and he's a definite pod option. But, uh, yeah, he's – you know, if you go him yep. v Ronaldo, I'd probably be probably be leaning towards a Ronaldo. Super pod option. Super pod. All right. The next game is Raiders versus who are these Raiders playing? The Dragons. Down there at GIO Stadium. Um what's doing here? Anything? Oh, Tarpany. <laughs> what am I talking about? Tarpany. there. Tarpany. So that was I, – I I did kind of want to buy him last week as well, Tarpany, but um, thought I'd give it the week and thank goodness I did. A, what did he score, 29, 26, 29? Um, and he's out. So um, we'll get to this in a sec, but this looms as a huge decision for super coaches in contention and, and for head-to-head players also. Um, so Sims, um, less said about him the better, but he's out, suspended um, for the Dragons. Um Corey Horsburgh, the big horse, will join the interchange with Gula pushing up into the front row for the drag after the Raiders. Uh, Savage is back at fullback, uh, and where Hopper moves to the wing, Nick Kotrick, Dan's early season pod, is suspended. Uh, all right, so uh, before we get in this game, I just want to have my say on Ricky Stewart. Um, so we all heard the comments. We all heard the comments. <laughs> the opinion the world's been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> 
when you when you host your podcast, you get to say you go. I don't, I don't generally do this, Joe. So I'm just going to give it. Just going to just going to make it very clear on this one. We dodged we dodged the Manly Pride incident a couple of weeks ago somehow. So we're, we're having our say on the big issue tonight. Um, so Ricky called Jamin Salmon a weak gutted kid. He was a weak gutted weak gutted kid, weak gutted dog kid. And now he's a weak gutted dog person. <laughs> yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, "Why would he be a dog person?" Um, <laughs> um, in all seriousness, though, so obviously something pretty pretty deep has cut Ricky Jamin back as a kid. He, he was obviously a bit of a rat bag, um, and he's obviously said some some fairly mean and brutal stuff reading between the lines. I have zero information um, to Ricky's children or at least one of them who, um, who we know has um, a, a disability. Uh, he's on the autism spectrum. So certainly nothing to be laughed at. Um, my, my huge um, uh, problem with this is Ricky is, and it's been said, this part's been said, that Ricky's a leader in the game and the platform that he chose to bring this up on, if that was any other player, he would have just said, yeah, stupid thing to do, you know, nothing beyond that. Um, But because he made this personal against Salmon, uh, Jamin Salmon standing in the game is is nowhere, right? Like he's a bench, he's been a bench journeyman, he's 23, he's kind of just been jumping from the Sharks to the the Eels to the Panthers. He's no one. To dig this up personally, um, to hold something against him 10 to 13, 10 to 11 years on um, from when he was 12, like people are kids. Like I remember when I was 12, like I did some stupid stuff. I was a pretty okay kid, I think, (laughs) but I did some stupid things that I regret seriously now looking back going, how stupid could you possibly be? Um, and I'm sure to an extent that that is true about Jamin Salmon. And, you know, I have no idea about Jamin Salmon, never met him, have no idea what he's like as a person. But it, for Ricky to not, you know, to obviously to hold that on to that for so long and be so emotional about it, um, you know, I hope Ricky gets some help because that's that's must be terrible feeling, A, for him, but for, for, for Salmon and his family to be, to be put out to dry like that on the most public stages um, in, you know, the most brutal sort of public discourse for the next week. And and let's be honest, like this is what Jamin Salmon is going to be remembered for. Like yeah. he's not a good enough player to be remembered, you know, he hopefully wins a grand final with Penrith and premiership player and that'd be great. But, um, yeah, it's just it's terribly sad and and I think Ricky's just so out of line. Um, it, effectively, you know, calling out a kid, for what he, his actions eleven years ago, when his his brain hadn't even formed to have a you know to make sense of the world, um, and he probably had zero idea about you know poor Ricky's daughter and and the troubles that she'd face. So, um, yeah, I mean it's just it's a it's a pretty awful situation, and that's my say. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it went it's, on for a bit, didn't it? Sorry, it did. That's all right. It's pretty it's pretty tough, as you said. Like people are going to judge Salmon now out of that context and that context alone when they just have no idea on on the whole situation as a whole. And it just, to me, it shows how emotionally, mentally volatile Ricky Stewart is to do that in a press conference with the whole of the rugby league world watching uh, and to say something like that. Like everyone's got stuff they're upset about and worried about and stresses them, but, you know, to, to do that on on live TV and 
personally attacking a player of the game. It's just, you know, just very irresponsible, I thought. Very irresponsible. Agree. All right, we'll move on from that. Um, thank you for indulging us, listeners. Um, Tarpany, Joe Tarpany, Jono, get you involved. Bring some sense back to the pod, please. Um, if you are an owner, you are an owner. You bought him last week. Yes, that has not that has not worked out well. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've been. I think I've when I've been on here earlier in the. I've talked him up a couple of times, saying what a great boy he was, and it was. I kind of with Cleary out, I was like, okay, finally I can afford him. Was so happy, and because I'm in a head-to-head comp with a lot of Raiders fans living in Canberra, like I've been coming up against Tarpany every week. So finally brought him in, thinking here we go, and then yeah, 29. Look, it's a hard one because a lot of people have more than 17 keepers they can play in your team, so you can viably hold him, especially if it's a one-week injury. It seems like a pain management thing, Dan. You can probably tell us more about that sort of things from the physio perspective, but it is a hard one because he's a lot of cash to be sitting there. I'm glad the Raiders are playing fairly late in the round and I have a couple of trades in my pocket. And if I'm losing my head-to-head final this week, I can trade him in, trade him out and bring in someone and, and have a crack. But it is viable to hold him for next week. Yeah, from a from a medical perspective, it's it's pretty much a grade four hurty-worthy. Pretty pretty tough to get over <laughs> those, those ones. Uh, but I, it's probably the more important thing with that is Ricky – Ricky being Ricky and, you know, maybe rightly so, he might drop Tabernes minutes down anyway. So he could go back to those 40-minute sort of role if he's still still stinging a little bit. Uh, so I, if I had a trade left and I could switch it around, someone say, uh, or if he's in your second row forward, you can get a Murray or do a few switches to get another gun fullback, I'd, I'd definitely be dropping him um, for, for another gun at his price. Especially if you need to win this week, right? Like, if you head to head in your yeah. head to head matchup, yeah, yeah. Even if you know people are holding him, and and you can get one up with another another extra gun who's got a great matchup this week and maybe going forward, I'd uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd to my detriment this year, I've been pretty ruthless with those ones dropping them pretty quickly. So probably do the same here. I've just typed in my notes, Dan, grade four hurdy wordy, so I can um <laughs> I can remember to name the pod that. Later. <laughs> uh, what else we got doing in this game, Jono? Adam Elliott. Jesus, we were saying um, earlier that me and Dan called him the trap, if not the trap of the century, the trap of the season. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. And this is not this is not done well for us. This has been bad call. He's uh, he's been ripping it up, and yeah, keeps on keeping on. Look, in your defence, he said it when he was starting at hooker. I'll back his up a little bit on that one. But, look, since he's been locked, he just he hasn't put a foot wrong. He's kind of – don't think he, he's ever gone under 50 since he's been in that starting 13 role and more often than not well over. A little bit quieter the last few weeks, but I'd be interested to see again with Tarpany out if he's expected to take on a bigger role because he can fill those middle minutes too. And he's, he's in actual good form in real life as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I he's another one that I wouldn't be trading in for, but I'll be fine to have in my squad. Yeah, I think he's probably looking at sixty plus minutes again, and I think he's you know he's a, he's shown all year that he's a point per minute player or over. So, well done to those who held for the yeah. um, the Dragons, Dan. Um, uh, if you want to, if you want to add anything there, go for it. But uh, Benny Hunt is someone who's come onto your radar. Yeah, my man, my man, circa twenty fourteen when he was the, I think he was. One of the highest, I think he was the highest super coach scorer back then. Uh, and 
Yeah, definitely on the radar, uh, particularly for those guys who are shorter. A fullback, halfback kind of, you know, can do the switcheroo with Hines. He uh, has to have the ball in his hands regularly if Dragons want to do anything. And they have a great run coming up the next four. So I think, you know, he's guaranteed to get a lot of ball in a side that perhaps is going to be favourites for some of the games, which is very rare for Dragons yep. this year. So he's a definite uh, definite pod purchase if you want to pick him up this week. Yeah, nice one. All right, final game of the round, um, Titans versus Manly up there on the Gold Coast. Um, just a few kind of standard changes for the Titans, a bit of shuffling. Uh, for Manly, uh, have they got any changes? No. Uh, Toff Sipley will start Paseca out um, and Aloye back on the bench. Um, Foran will play against his his new club and Justin Holbrook, I think, was saying we we it can't be long it can't be soon enough till Kieran Foran gets up here. Well, oh, he's got God. his wish early. He's up here this week, Justin. So <laughs> I think they're going to pose him a few problems. Do you reckon it's better? Do you reckon it's better for him to be playing for the Titans or playing against the Titans in terms of Titans' chances? I don't know. I don't know either. Mm. I don't know either. Um, pretty pretty quick one here. Um, I'm really keen on Ruben Garrick. Uh, I know he hasn't really lit it up. He got a 74 on the weekend. Um, so the last three games, Manly got um, beat by the Dragons at Cogra in a really like low game. Um, he he got a 45, didn't do anything. Um, then they got um, beat by the Roosters in the game where the seven players didn't play. So they were you know, big outsiders in that game. Still scored a right again, 45. Then on the weekend, 74 at home to Parra in a game they lost. He still, I've watched him in all of those games and he still looks very dangerous. Like I think that 45 is about his floor. Um, and that's if they don't score many tries and he, you know, doesn't get those attacking stats or goals. Um, Jono, um, my quandary this week, and I'm sure it's a quandary for someone else out there listening. So it's not just help for me, but Cam Murray versus um, uh, Ruben Garrick. Like, are you in the Garrick camp there or are you firmly in your boy Cam Murray's camp? I think in that I'm Cam Murray there only because I think he's that much better than anyone else's position. I think Garrick is clearly in the top four of his position. And, Matt, I'm, I'm bringing in Garrick this week. I'm not an owner. Uh, and Zachy Boy yep. Lomax is making his way out of my team and, and Garrick's coming in. So it's Ooh. not that I don't think he's a good buy. I think he's oh, an excellent buy. Love that. But Yeah. But I, I think if, it's, if I were you in that position, I think I'd be going Cam Murray. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I love the I love the ceiling Garrick brings. Like he's one of those ones as well, Dan. That um, you hate watching if you don't own. He's an absolute trier. He, he loves. He, he works hard, and that's the kind of guys you want to look at in your super coach team. I think you know Cam Murray's obviously another one like that. Who they just you know they're going to put in the effort. Dylan Brown, they just look like they're hungry and they're gonna they're gonna give you one hundred percent. So. Yeah, he's an easy one to bring in, and he's shown some shown some good form. And I think their runs their runs okay coming up. Titans, you know, great, great, great matchup. Yeah, Titans, Sharks, Raiders, Bulldogs, so pretty good. Um, uh, someone who came right on the radar, Dan. I'll, I'll just stick with you for this. Is um, Cherry Evans with that big hundred and eleven v the Knights in round eighteen? He's since you know when he when he was bought in by a lot of super coaches, he's since gone 31, 46, 32. Can you see him turning it around um, for people who held Cleary through the week um, as a bit of a as a bit of a purchase this week? I don't know. I've never 
never really been interested in Cherry Evans as a super coach player. I know he can have some some big games, but he has to do a lot and he needs to like absolutely dominate a game in attack uh, to score well. So, and he does do that from time to time, but consistently, consistently, he's he's just a good, good rugby league player, uh, and that doesn't always influence their super coach scores positively. So, uh, you know, his game management, he does so much for Manly in in his kicking game that doesn't equate to any super coach points. So, uh, yeah, he's he's probably I'd probably be happy to to leave him out as a as a pot option. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, John, you got anything to round us out on Titans Manly? Any musings just for the last game of the round? I think Dan spoke earlier about buyers who are good for next year. What about Schuster for next year? Like how cheap is he going to be if you get that starting 5-8 role? He's going to be one that I think will be in everyone's team come round one next year. Yeah, he's going to be very cheap, isn't he? Extremely cheap. I heard some chat that he's he's thinking about missing the World Cup with Samoa so he can have a big off-season getting fit. Just doing just doing loops of the KFC drive through and, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he his plan is to do it. His plan is to do it on foot instead of in the car though this year. <laughs> he, is, he does look like the type of player that probably a bit like Latrell needs that needs that conditioning and game time under his belt before he starts really rolling. But uh, yeah, definitely a young talent, been a bit disruptive, a bit of second year syndrome perhaps this year. Uh, Few injuries, not quite at his at his best. But last year, I loved loved watching him play. Thought he's got a, he's got a lot of talent. Maybe just got to keep his head on him and and look where he's passing from time to time. But uh, yeah, certainly one for the future. All right, guys. So. Um, we're going to squeeze in a little new segment here just for the week. So we're going to go with our top pod buyers for the week. So, Dan, I'll start with you. Who are your top two or three pod purchases for the week? Yeah, so we, we there was a there was one rule as we were researching this, uh, and it's they have to be under 10% ownership. Uh, and I think Jonna had a couple that were 10.1%, 10. 10.5% just, just out. So... It was but, a rule that Matt decided after I'd chosen my bad luck, yeah. bad luck John. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, so to my, my, welcome to my world. My number one pod pick of the week this week is uh, Benjamin Hunt. So I've spoken about him already. I think he's a good buy. Uh, he should should be getting a lot of ball, and he he can certainly scurry for a few tries. And as I've been reflecting more, I had one other on the on as my second pod, but I've actually scrapped him. Uh, and just quickly searching through the ownership, I'm going to go Ryan Madison for my second pod buy of the week. Ooh, he's, yeah. only eight, he's only 8% owned. Uh, obviously a bit of a concussion last week, but he's been named to start. And I think he's, he's even though he's been quiet the last few weeks, he's still averaging 55 to 60. So he starts pulling out a few offloads or a few tries. This he's going, uh, he's going to skyrocket. So he's my second. Very popular middle of the year was Maddo. Um, Jono, uh, what about you? I'm a little bit disappointed in Dan there. He's the king of the pod and he brings out two of the safest pod choices he could possibly think of. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a little bit interesting and go an actual, a real super pod. Hudson Young for the oh. Raiders. You look at their run home. So their next four games, they go Dragons, Knights, Seagulls, Tigers. 
uh, and they're pretty juicy games. The Raiders are, are in with a sniff of making the top eight, so they're going to be absolutely gunning to win every single one of those games. Uh, he's got a relatively safe floor, but when he scores, he can go he can go pretty big, and I could see him going on a run in those games. So I really, really like him as a super pod. Don't mind that at all, Jono. Well done. Anyone else? My other one was Ruben Cotter, but we, we spoke about him when we went through the Cowboys game. I think he's he's a safe pod. He's under 10%, but only because of injury. Obviously, if he had been fit, he'd be in a lot more teams at this time of the year. Yep, yep. Um, so I was going to put up DCE, but since Dan like put put a bit of shade on him, I actually I I was I felt compelled to agree. Um, so I'll go off <laughs> DCE. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a big pod who I'm disappointed we didn't come up with last week. But uh, Luke Keary is under 400k, um, and so they've gone to this new system structure, I should say, where uh, Walker's been more dominant. So. That really frees Kiri up a bit. He turned up last week. Um, he's hasn't really been that relevant this year, but as a super pod option, very low ownership, four hundred thirty-four k. Um, I think that he could be worth a worth a shot. Um, and then the other one for me is Josh Curran, as I mentioned, a bit of a puzzle piece at under four hundred k. Should do you a job in the back row. All right. Uh, who would you rather? Our favorite game of the week, and I spoiled this a bit earlier, Jono. I'm I'm very sorry. Um, you did spoil. I was uh, going to bring that up. I, I know. Mean, I know. I know. That's all right. That's all right. Look, we he, can, here's look, how we look, can make it interesting, Matt. It was it was he, who did. it was who would you rather, Murray versus Garrick, Matt? You're the one who has to make that decision. So let's flip it on you. What what, what are you going to make for this week? What's the call going to be? Well, look, look, Jono. Look, I'll just let me worry about the hosting. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Who would you rather be is the first part of this game. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty safe. It's a pretty just, safe safe to be a host in this game, actually, Matty, because whoever you choose, is. then you can reflect back and go, oh, you know, picked, did great, pat yourself on the back, picked him, or blame Jono or myself if we, we talked you into the other one. It's a position of power, just like Ricky was in, Dan, position of power. Just don't abuse the right. power. Um, so, Jono, uh, uh, who would you rather be, Murray or Garrick? You're asking a Rabbitohs fan. For me, it's incredibly easy. And I, 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 you guys said this was close. You know, who would you rather be? Can you make the case for me for Ruben Garrett? Just lost you uh, there, Jono. Um, Dan, who would who would you rather be? Uh, I don't know. I think I think Garrett's a bit up and coming. Uh, I'd definitely rather play fullback for my career than play seventy plus minutes in the back row. So, uh, you know. Over the next 10 years, I think, I mean, both will do very well in the NRL. I think Murray will be uh, the the better player when, when all said and done. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I'll go, um, I'll go Con, um, Cameron Murray. So, Jono, yeah, you're, you're going to say Cameron Murray too, aren't you? Yeah, sorry, I must have cut out there, fellas. I was going to say for a Rabbitohs fan, this isn't even a choice. Like, it's just easy. He's, He's hot as anything. He's playing Origin. He's playing for his country. He's captaining the, the oldest <laughs> club in the NRL. It's a very easy decision. Hot as ever, hot as anything. Love it. Look, <laughs> so as it stands currently, I've currently got Garrick in my team. Um, I just feel like that extra high ceiling centre wing. That would mean my centre wing is uh, my my standard centre wing would be um, Dewey, Manu, Garrick, and Ronaldo, and 
I think that's – oh, sorry, and Tago and then Ronaldo as my fifth center wing. So that's about as rock solid as it gets. I'm very comfortable with that. Leaves me a little bit short in the back row though, so I'm going to have to really stew on this. Um, so it's a, it's a my answer is I don't, I don't know. I don't know who, who, who I would rather. <laughs> so not, not, um, not making the decision. Um, All right. No, we'll talk about no. it next week. We'll see who you decide. Talk about it next week. All right. So one of the old favorites for who would you rather, um, David Fafita versus uh, Bo Fermore. Jono, your old, old boy from earlier in the season. And on who would you rather be? Is that right? I think yeah, yeah, on the yeah. on the contract that David Fafita's on, I don't think there's much of a choice here. I think the more interesting one is the super coach call. It's definitely a who would you rather be, David Fafita. Dan, super coach wise? Uh, I've been very disappointed in him all year for feeder, but I just am just holding on to a, a a glimmer of hope that he can somehow turn it around like the last few. Um, yeah, like come I, on, I, I, come on. I know there. this was interesting that they're both on the same team, but as we're talking about them, like no one's buying either of these blokes this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, DCE Daily Cherry Evans versus Matt Burton, Jono. Not easy, this one. Yeah, it's not. DCE of nicest man in the world fame, but I think I'm going to go Matt Burton. More excitement about Burton, isn't there? There's like, definitely more excitement about Burton. There's, there's more to come. More potential to come. NFL career. Yeah. As well. Yep. You know? I remember DCE, yep. though. He, he may legitimately be the nicest man in the world. I was at the uh, 2011 grand final with Tubes, and we had a – it was actually your old man's uh, Stadium Australia membership seats, and we, we were right on halfway – and after Manly won, we decided to pretend to be Manly fans just to kind of soak up the atmosphere. And the players were doing their lap around the around the stadium, shaking hands, taking photos. And Cherry Evans, he made it feel like we won the grand final is how nice he was to us when he was thanking <laughs> us for the support. Like he, he might be the nicest man in the world, but I'm still going with Matt Burton. Yeah. Good story. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Burton as the better super coach option, Dan. Are you gonna agree? I'm gonna agree. I liked Matty Burton early. Still like him. Yep. Yep. Uh, last one, Jono, is um, Clint Gutherson versus Xavier Savage. Bit of a left field one, this one. Ooh. Who would you go for there in the in the mid uh, mid to premium fullback range? Look, it's <laughs> oh, I'm who would you rather be? That's a tough one. They're two very different people, Savage and, and Gutho. I think I'm going to slightly lean Gutho just because he's played Origin. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, played Origin every mate. Yeah, he also doesn't live, in, doesn't live in <laughs> doesn't live in Canberra. Hey, so I lived in Canberra. That's not that's not a punch. <laughs> <laughs> like, who chooses to live in Canberra? You're not playing rugby <laughs> league there. Uh, no, sorry, Jono. but yeah, Gutho, Gutho had had his time on the Manly uh, Manly Beach side, and uh, you know he's he's gone for a decent contract to the Eels. Um, yeah, he's he's a bit of a rabbit, but he's he's a good looking rooster at times. Nah, you got to it's got to be got to be Gutho, but not to say Savage. I'm sure will have a very exciting career and and fulfilled life. So good luck to you, yeah. Xavier Savage. All right, boys, that's going to wrap us up tonight. Sensational show, Jono. Thanks very much for coming on at, at very late notice. Um, nothing weak gutted about you, and uh, and you actually you copped a bit of heat tonight and, and stood up to the challenge well. So <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming Sorry, on, and, and um and hopefully hopefully we can get you on one more time before the end of the year. <laughs> thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. 
Thanks, Dan. We'll see you next week. Cheers, Matty. Cheers, guys. Everyone, uh, best of luck in the Supercoach finals this week and um, enjoy your footy this weekend. You beauty.